I think most of you know who I am, but if there are new people here, I think we have a few guests, and also for those who are online, my name is Judy Alvarez, and I have the distinct privilege to be an elder of this church and a great blessing to be Pastor Gabe's wife. <laughs> so um, before we start sharing, I start sharing a few thoughts for today. I would like to pray that God will be all over this, all over us this morning. Father God, we love you. We thank you because there is none like you. And we thank you because you know what each and every one of us needs. So I thank you that today you have prepared, Father, a plate for each of our hearts. And I thank you that each of us will receive that specific part that pertains to each of us, Lord, that we will hear you and that we will heed your word this morning. We ask all of this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Today I would like to talk to you about a question I want to ask first. How are you waiting? Why do I ask this question? Because waiting is something we generally don't do well. It's a very demanding request to answer because our society has developed a I want it now mentality. We all fall into it. Drumming our fingers while we wait for the cell phone to turn on, which is taking so long. The two-day shipping of an online service is never fast enough. Urgent phone calls are transferred from one person to another person to another person. Then we're put on hold and disconnected. Now that is an exercise in patience, right? Our consumer culture has grown accustomed to what is called immediate gratification. Supporting the idea that not only we can have what we want, but we can also have it right now. However, since the pandemic hit our lives and our circumstances, we have experienced a new level of postponing, delaying, pausing, and just hanging on. For example, Pastor Gabe and I were dealing with faulty gutters a constant drip, drip, drip in an area where many times fell right on the head of whoever walked in that spot just at the right time. So back in September of 2020, we promptly contracted with a business about new gutters. The operative words were remove, install, dispose of. Now, to make a long and pretty painful story short, today, November 28, 2021, uh, after more than one removal, installation, and disposal of, we have not 
only one, but multiple drips, 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 coupled with many broken promises of, we will come next week for sure. Can you relate? I'm sure all of you have a number of stories of rescheduling, deferring, and suspending an appointment, an event, a celebration, or a trip altogether. It's an extremely hard-hitting time all around us, including, as we know, all kinds of businesses and service providers. Still, this mindset of wanting things immediately prevails. And unfortunately, it often carries over into our spiritual lives. While most of us are in a big hurry, it seems that God is not in a great rush. And we wonder, why doesn't God get with the program, right? It so happens <laughs> that God does not prescribe to this way of thinking. He does not move or answer our prayers or fulfill the desires of our hearts according to our watch or our calendar. God can do things in an instant, and he does. Or he can take whatever amount of time he needs, and he does. So one of the most, uh, a thought, right? We do not serve a microwave God into whom we can pop our problems and have on-the-spot results. In spite of our disliking of having to wait, life is full of delays, gaps, and stops. So it's very challenging when Scripture calls us to wait. Hmm. Watching the sand coming down slowly. Wait. I read a very interesting quote written on an hourglass poster that says, it's not about having time, it's about making time. And hopefully we can all appreciate those words a little better today. Waiting is a vital aspect of, of life, which has a number of benefits. I would like to read this short story from James Watkins in his book, Hope and Humor. He says, somehow as a child, I got the idea that the Bible was God's promise book. Not ordinary promises, mind you, but 100% lifetime warranty, you must be completely satisfied or your money back overnight, delivery promises. That was what he thought. And so as a first grader, I prayed for a pony for my birthday and didn't get it. I prayed for a pony for Christmas and didn't get it. Right through junior high school, my prayer wasn't answered. In junior high, I prayed my face would clear up. It didn't clear up in high school or in college. And today, I still don't have a pony 
and I still have acne. So, what happened to that you will be given more than you think or imagine promise verse? Perhaps the problem is not with God's promises, but that God doesn't deliver by FedEx overnight guaranteed next day delivery, which right now is not a real promise either, right? Now, I found that God is never late. God is never late. He always delivers, but his time, his timing is generally not our timing. I had the following screensaver on my computer from Habakkuk 2.3 that says, slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. Now, by his last words, it's obvious he believes that God's answer comes at the right time. Now, listen to the whole verse. But these things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair. For these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. What a wonderful promise from God. Now, there are times when God does answer speedily, and we can see a few examples from Scripture. In Matthew 8, we see immediate answers to prayer. We know that a man came with, with leprosy, came and knelt before Jesus and asked him, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus did reach out and touch this man, saying, I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed from his leprosy. Immediately. Then there was the centurion we read about who came to Jesus and asked him to heal his servant that was at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said he would go and heal him. But this centurion that was new authority because he was under authority, he said, Lord, I don't deserve that you come under my roof. But say the word. And my servant will, will be healed. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done, just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed when? At that moment. So we have an immediately, and we have an at that moment. Now we know this was not always the case, because God hardly does things according to our time frame. Because of this, we can get easily discouraged. If we aren't careful, we might think that God is uncaring or that he's angry at us. We see this happening to Martha and her sister Mary, waiting on Jesus to come and heal their brother, Lazarus. Now, when Jesus finally showed up, he was accused of taking too long. Lazarus had died. Yet, what, was the words, what were the words of Jesus to Mary? Did I not tell you 
that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Absolutely wonderful. Well, if you believe, you will see. Now, could this have been the purpose of his delay? Do you think it's worth waiting and believing in God if at the end we see his glory? Absolutely. Now, have you too given up hope too soon regarding your prayers? Then there was the furious storm in the lake where Jesus and his disciples were in a boat. A clear, calm night suddenly turned into a violent storm, and they were terrified, seasoned fishermen that knew how to be in these cases, they were terrified. And where was Jesus? But Jesus was sleeping. What a picture, right? There's a violent storm and there's all these men terrified and Jesus was sleeping. Jesus was not being selfish. Jesus was not being oblivious to the situation. I believe he was modeling to them the peace and the rest they should have had because he was right there with them. Hallelujah. Sleeping, resting. We know the rest of the story, but what I wanted to emphasize was the fact that when Jesus is there, we can rest assured. Many of us here may be going through heart-wrenching, distressing situations and Maybe believing right now that Jesus is sound asleep, unaware or unconcerned of what is happening to you, to us. You may be thinking that about Jesus this morning, yet I can assure you, as the Bible is my witness, he is not asleep at the wheel, but very attentive of what is going on in your life. He's not ignoring you. He cares. Yes. Waiting is one of the most difficult endeavors in the Christian life. And I know that since 2020, as probably never before, for most of us, there has been so much put on hold, so many dreams shelved for later. I don't know how many here may be living in the words of Proverbs 13, 12. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick. Are you heartsick this morning? The enemy has strived to steal your joy, has strived to kill your faith, and has strived to destroy your hope. Now, have you heard that he is a liar? the father of all lies. And do you know we heard this from an over-the-top reliable source who never lies? One who declares he is the truth. You know, waiting on God and on our Lord Jesus is never wasted time. And I will repeat that. Waiting on God and our Lord Jesus is never wasted time. Uh, uh, wasted time. I am re always reassured that God never wastes a tough season 
we go through. He never wastes a hurt that we experience. There's always lessons to learn. When we surrender to his process, during which his plan for us is completed, mighty things happen in us and for us, but only according to his time. Then we can experience his very best, which we see in Lamentations 3.25. The Lord is wonderfully good to those who wait for him, to those who seek for him. He's always good. Are we waiting and seeking? And in Isaiah 64.4, God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Awesome promises. Do you believe them? God does not tease his children or string them along. Right now, as we wait, and Eric said it this morning in his encouraging word, as we wait, 